Okay, good morning. Today is April 5, 2023, and or Wednesday, uh, the day. I'm in Chiang Mai, Thailand. Um, it was recorded as the most polluted city on Earth <clears throat> a couple of weeks ago, but the pollution is basically not industrial. It's agricultural burning of crops at the end of the season in neighboring nations, particularly. <clears throat> uh, Myanmar, Burma, Laos, uh, and I guess some places in northern Thailand, too. Uh, today, the sky is overcast and a bit acrid, air-smelling, but not, like, uh, heavy where I am. So it, it's a daily change, but um, it's tolerable today. So I want to talk about um, some of the themes, some, some themes that uh, were triggered to my thinking by my traveling and particularly, you know, coming down off the mountainside in Taiwan <clears throat> through the airports and the tourist zones and the hotels and the public transport and this, that and the other thing uh, associated with travel. It's a bit of a shocker, um, but I know it here better, so uh, it's not as shocking. Uh, the title for today that I'm working with um, is Unpacking the Worldly Way. Unpacking the Worldly Way. <clears throat> and the a description text that I wrote out, <laughs> this is, again, uh, prior to the presentation in that I'm not really sure how the presentation will go other than that these key themes I'd like to bring up in, in uh, the way that comes naturally comments on some core polarities of personal collective focus. <clears throat> so the focus of individuals' attention and the social culture, social collective as a whole. Colon. Inner versus outer locus of control and responsibility. Uh, and worldly versus spiritual values and social affiliation. I'll explain all this, of course. The ignorance of ignorance and the normality of limited 3D native or 3D repeater soul evolution per incarnation. And the final is refining expectations and, quote, never the twain shall meet, like east-west Kipling, Never the Twain Shall Meet, between uh, worldviews of those who would be considered more spiritual or self-conscious and those that, that are the majority, uh, that are very much outer-focused. Uh, this is that whole notion of inner versus outer locus of control and responsibility in psychology and as a means of understanding uh, individual character, differences among people and groupings of people, uh, most people, many people, seem to recognize an outer... Or, or people are all along the spectrum of where they consider responsibility and control for their life. At the far end is the the very rigid perspective of I control my life, there's no God, there's no soul, there's me, 
and the world and you you get what you fight for you get what you work for uh, which is you know there's some truth to all these views or their perspective anyone's perspective has always a bit of clarity and distortion it seems to me but but in general there are people at one end who feel completely out of control and there are others that complete that, that believe they are fully in control and I think the truth of life, um, the life script, the narrative, the life course for any one person is, is an interplay of <laughs> what, was, what, what was planned before incarnation, which is karmically necessary, and the <laughs> relative experience of free will and making decisions and the effect of uh, effort and um, uh, self-power. Uh, so this is in some ways a discussion of self-power versus other power or, or grace and works or karma and free will. Uh, the particular polarity here is inner, outer, and the, the relative valuation of each. Uh, there's a saying for us <laughs> of uh, that resonates with us who have more of an inner focus. The inner focus, of course, is not only inner, it's inner and outer, but predominantly inner. And the saying is, if you want to change your life, change your mind. And that, that leads to this sense of um, an inner locus of control, but uh, we recognize uh, larger forces like karmic necessity as well. So <clears throat> work, walking through the airports, <laughs> uh, walking in the marketplace, uh, being around many more people than I normally am, uh, I'm looking at them and I'm looking at me and thinking about them and me. And this is the old view of the spiritual focus versus a materialist. Um, and that, so, th so there are all these things that go together um, in association with worldview. And these are sort of core, core beliefs, deep beliefs, core beliefs that impact our thinking and our values and thus our decisions and our behavior and our position in life and our social affiliation to what you know, who birds of what feather flock together doing what I was looking at the New York Post online front page Trump walking into the New York courthouse and there are 20 people standing around him near, nearly all men uh, crew cuts in various types of uniform New York detectives and I guess Secret Service and the lawyers and the policemen, security in the building <clears throat> and his advisors and whoever. Uh, this, you know, is to me uh, the epitome of uh, worldly focus, uh, worldly values and social affiliation. Uh, I'm presuming, but it seems pretty clear for these type of people who are very normal, whatever that means, or ordinary or common, or in the majority, um, 
identity is very much bound up with their social position. Their values are very much bound up with um, uh, progression in the collective, with their position, with their uh, trajectory. Uh, why are they there? They love their job. Eh, maybe they don't love it. Maybe they don't know what love is. Or maybe we don't know what love is. What is love? But I don't know if they love their job, but that's where they're going to be making a pension in 10 or 20 years. That's how they support their family, which is decent. Um, that's the world, the human collective 3D, the 3D collective human social is where they make their bread and butter is the focus, a primary focus of their attention. And so this is an outer locus of control to some degree. I'm not saying they're blaming others for their misfortune or their fully, they don't feel necessarily out of control or anything. The social, the human is very important to them. And that is just not the case to that degree for those with a more inner focus, so-called spiritual values, uh, muchly appreciating this idea if you want to change your life and your, your material conditions, change your own consciousness. This is not well appreciated by a lot of people, it seems to me. And uh, there, the phrase "never the twain shall meet" <laughs> is basically the idea uh, that I'm that's just becoming more clear to me that most people don't evolve or change much per incarnation, and because they have this outer focus in general. Uh, and that's the materialist worldview is like this world and the conditions I'm experiencing is not only most important, but it's kind of all there is. And for anybody who's had paranormal experience, they know that's not true. For anybody who truly deeply based in truth uh, knows they're a wanderer from elsewhere, that's it's not true. We know... There is a metaphysical, there's not a physical only. Uh, <clears throat> this is, you know, not necessarily new, but it's just become more uh, glaring to me how, how little interface with most people is possible. The degree of interface, of discussion, of dialogue, of sharing with most people is really very limited. Now, that, that, you may say, of course I know that. Sure, well, I may say some things you already know. Uh, it's a very serious matter, actually, because especially now, at this point, so it's un, un, the subtitle that I was thinking of is Unpacking the Worldly Way in the End Times Phase. And things are certainly, geopolitically, uh, the conditions are much more intense and, and heated conflict. And people are hardening in their positions. This is, again, back to Ra talking about effects of the fourth, the green ray vibration 
on the individual and the collective in this end times harvest time period where the good are getting better the good are getting the good get better and the bad get worse those that are on both paths of polarity find their polarization intensified or find intensified polarization uh, occurring more more naturally the those on the negative side are hardening those on the positive side are strengthening um, hardening in just the way of um, uh, more solid commitment to what we believe uh, but we do need of course <laughs> a solid commitment to receptivity uh, so the, the, the sort of never the twain shall meet uh, perspective those deep in the worldly and those deep in the spiritual uh, foci uh, can't talk well together now there's someone at the door pause all right. Thanks for coming back. So, uh, a hardening of positions and an intensification of polarity and an intensification of social conflict and personal distress. I mean, <laughs> there some people will say there's a silent genocide ongoing, and I think that's the case. Um, not as much, perhaps, as was expected, but it's quite heinous. Among other things, as well as a NATO, I mean, if we look at the macro geopolitical in you know, East-West, East-West geopolitics, it's uh, it's kind of deadly. <laughs> it's, it's kind of dire. More words with a D. Uh, it's very serious, actually. Um, NATO appears um, solidified enough to project power against Russia and Belarus, uh, fully on board with the Baltic states and Poland, possibly Romania, uh, Germany, and, uh, you know, pushed by the US, UK, and the, the whole... NATO, EU, transatlantic uh, partnership, they seem to be okay with turning uh, Eastern Europe into a battleground, a battle zone. Russia's moving nukes into Belarus and Kaliningrad has it already. Um, Hungary is moving towards neutrality. Uh, many other a number of other Eastern or Central European states are in the middle, like Croatia, um, Serbia. Uh, some of them are, they're not as gung-ho as Poland and Romania, or Moldova, maybe. But uh, they're not far from joining up or participating. That looks like a serious um, escalation. And one link that I will include here is the German mystic seer named Aloy Irlmeyer. Irlmeyer. Uh, I spoke of him before. He, um, there's some very good discuss. There's a 25-minute discussion of his prophecies 
in English on BitChute. There are a few of them. Uh, but he seems to have predicted <laughs> a whole the, the whole range of uh, forecast predictions that others as well uh, have produced. Meaning, his forecast is in line with many others. Uh, he's talking about you know immorality growing and social conflict growing, and then economic crisis with inflation, then hyperinflation then revolutions in multiple nations like Italy and Germany and eventually uh, the granddaddy of them all in America and Russia invasion, uh, moving troops, which is not that, is much closer than ever before with them stationed in Belarus and their mobilizations and uh, development of Russian military power, uh, you know, north and south, uh, all around in and Ukraine. Uh, Erlmeyer uh, predicted had long discussion of um, Germany, uh, Russian tanks moving through Central Europe, and being stopped by uh, some kind of uh, chemical warfare, and responding to that by launching a bomb that sets off a tsunami in the North Sea, which is exactly in line with what Russia said they could do with some kind of cobalt-jacketed uh, mini-nuke uh, subsurface in the ocean by coastlines of their adversaries. <laughs> and so Erlmeyer forecast that type of tsunami bomb, or whatever, uh, in 1955. Uh, so... Okay, and uh, it, it's quite dreadful, his forecast, but he also included three days of darkness and uh, some kind of like a Nibiru asteroid flyby, and then revolution, and then uh, megadeath, and then a new age of um, return to moral values and religion and a godly-centered life for whoever remains, wherever that may well be. Islamic eschatology, I think Sheikh Imran Hussein said something in the Islamic perspective, 90% of the combatants in this World War III, the Melhama, would die. Uh, that would surely happen if there are, you know, WMDs in play in that east-west hot phase of the conflict. That is closer now than ever before, as well as um, moral degradation and then hardening of positions and these are these are the, those that are pushing that all those that are um, making those developments occur in general um, are of that um, worldly focus, where I mean everything. What, what's most important is political, financial power, power and control. It's all serves the self. Uh, that's. Um, you know, the, you get the leadership you deserve, so they say. In many ways, human leadership is simply uh, a natural outgrowth and writ large or amplification of the same moral tendencies of the masses that they control. Uh, leadership grows out of the soil of the you know, populace of a nation. 
and <clears throat> have many of the same tendencies. And we're sort of along for the ride <laughs> here. But but the the fact that the fact I th what I think is a fact that most people don't evolve very much during an incarnation and most people are getting hardened or hardening in their um, dogmatic in their positions their views their beliefs at this time in history and a lot of people are in some kind of mental distress or emotional distress and turmoil and confusion uh, and the specter of World War III um, is very real uh, the, the clouds, the war clouds are gathering and the drum beats, the drums of war are pounding louder for those who are listening. <clears throat> and, and I don't really have any kind of grand uh, integrative conclusion to it all uh, other than to <clears throat> give you a sense of that's how I see it and some of what I'm saying may be relevant to your own personal process of navigating the social and the collective being here with them with this majority uh, at this time in human history uh, <clears throat> it, it was never <clears throat> the wanderer's intention <clears throat> uh, to reform society in any grand way so it seems there probably were some martyred politicians over the last you know five decades martyred political figures. I can think of quite a few, or, or kind of a number. Certainly, you know, Malcolm X and Robert Kennedy, Robert F. Kennedy, uh, may well both have been wanderers. And uh, both were cut down, and they themselves may have had incarnational purpose to reform society as best they see, in the, with their own limitations and from their own perspective. But most wanderers, nearly no wanderers, are, are, uh, have that uh, life purpose, as, as far as I can tell. And that's not a problem <clears throat> if one can make peace, if one doesn't, if, one, if one's expectations are realistic. So realistic expectations, refining expectations, maturing, <clears throat> maturing our expectations, having mature and wise expectations based on... Uh, accurate, honest, uh, flexible, but also uh, rigorous, rigorous but flexible uh, perspective in the world in our, and on the formation of our opinions. This is really important, I think. And yet, <clears throat> we really have negligible physical impact or influence on nearly everyone or nearly all in the world <clears throat> that that's a big deal actually if you care about humanity and if you feel what we talked about quiet horror as Ross said the quiet horror of many positively oriented people beholding the nature of the collective and this was you know spoken by Ra in what 83 so we're talking 40 years ago so uh, a quiet horror of those who live in love wisdom or value inner work or value trans you know, change your mind transform self-improvement self-development those with interiority 
versus which are the minority. So the minority of interiority, <laughs> the majority of external locus, external focus, <clears throat> and and this also sense of responsibility. Most people take credit for their gain and blame others for their loss. Common, it seems. And it proceeds partly by the view, why would I ever, you know, how could, I couldn't have chosen my parents, they were unloving. I couldn't be responsible for this misfortune, I don't want misfortune. It must be your fault. <laughs> You're, and, and there's always somebody to, to, you know, a culprit to finger, fingering culprits. It's his fault. It's her fault. They did it. You made me angry. You made me do it. Uh, the the disease did it, not our decisions. Uh, a profound, um, hardened position where uh, presuming an external locus of control for that which I don't want that that where wherein I don't want responsibility uh, in the in the areas in which I disavow responsibility uh, wrongly let's say right I mean you may act in a certain way to me that is distorted and harmful but I'm responsible for you in my life and I'm responsible for the cast of characters in my life to some degree and the only alternative is to get out of the way if you don't want them in your life. I went to a place, uh, an island in the south, <clears throat> and it's a beautiful hotel. It's a place called Kosamed, S-A-M-E-D. Kosamed, Ko means island. And the hotel was lovely, the beach was beautiful, the water was so really divine, I mean, really logoic, and I was in the ocean every day, and oh, so healing, warm water and clear. Uh, and every night the uh, disco or music hall, you know, <laughs> half a mile away, blared pounding Congo brain frying music nightly till midnight. Every night. And there was no escaping. And I'm in my room at 8 p.m., 10 p.m., and it's boom, 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 boom. I never knew so many songs had the same bass line, the same drum beat. It's just like, you know, jungle. <laughs> it's lower than jungle music, really. And and maybe uh, elders in the 60s, of course, uh, said rock and roll is, is, you know, an abomination for stupid youth. And uh, I'm 60 and say the same of the music current for the 25-year-olds. Uh, but there's not and there's not a heck of a lot of intelligence in it, <laughs> by the way. It's a little bit different than what was coming out in the 60s, or a lot different. And there's no, you know, they like it. There were people uh, under their, under 40, I guess, sitting there and dancing a little bit every night. Uh, they're okay with ear, <laughs> ear thunder, the thunderous riotous, uh, endless drumbeat dis dancing music four hours straight, more or less, they're okay sitting there. Um, what do you do? Nothing. 
you just have to get out of the way. And even if there was nobody there, the owner has a right to blare the music, I guess, right? Private property, freedom. <laughs> so <clears throat> liberty, <laughs> not wisdom. Uh, liberty without wisdom um, is harmful. Um, but this is not a planet, it's not a social collective of whole much wisdom. Mainly because uh, most people blame other for their misfortune. Now I can blame the music, but I take responsibility for having gone to such a place. And they're responsible for what they do. And I'm responsible for my reactions. Uh, and in the end, there's nothing to do but leave. Um, we are leaving, you don't need us, is the refrain of the song Jefferson Airplane Wooden Ships. Wooden Ships is a very beautiful song. I think I heard it when I was about nine, eight or nine years old, actually. And uh, they're talking about a post-apocalyptic situation of going out to sea and leaving humanity to its own, what, micro-man, micro-world um, affairs, doings and values and activities. Yeah. That's why we have dimensions. <laughs> because souls of a similar level of evolution flock together or naturally what wish to be together and help each other best. The best helper or in long run for anyone is those of a similar level of evolution. And the higher you go or the more evolved in this world, the thinner the crowd. Um, the smaller the community, the further up the mountain you go. We know all these things. Uh, never the twain shall meet, in some sense. It's, um, it, it's not that, again, I don't have any kind of... Maybe I've given more than a lot of people have given, but in, in lectures on uh, a, a metaphysical perspective on social so, social conditions you know social individual personal collective uh, conditions at end times from a spiritual perspective east west uh, it's uh, I don't really want to tell people what to do but uh, tell it as I see it and let we all decide what best to do it's, I guess I would just say it's kind of shocking to me a bit um, the gulf between the norm, the, the, the majority, um, which is worldly, and the minority, a tiny minority, which is spiritually focused or inner focused. Uh, and, and in fact, that's why they don't, that's why there's no, that, that's why it's collective irredeemability or the irredeemability of the social structure. Because the majority of people in it um, overvalue it. It's almost like, I think Einstein said, you can't solve a problem at the same level at which it was generated. Something like that. The idea you can't fully resolve mind-emotional problems at the mind-emotional level. You can't quite fully think through uh, deep mind blockage 
or, or chakra blockage and deep mind distortion. You can't fully think it through. There's, a, there's the need to get under it, and then there's the need to go to get outside it. Uh, getting under it is one way of getting outside it. As you'll see in meditation, some tendencies, some long-term blockages, um, energy blockages associated with health, mind distortions associated with self-sabotage or making trouble for myself or making bad decisions, right? bringing bad people into my life or incompatible people or expecting impossibilities, uh, confused expectations, dot, 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 dot. Um, sometimes uh, by going to a higher level and a lower level, going working on the energy fields of body, like through meditation, quiet sitting, which is a pranic working, actually, not simply, I mean, what, what is mindfulness doing? What's happening to the pranic flow and the seven chakras and the upward spiraling light during meditation? <laughs> well, it isn't guided by thinking. It's guided by the intrinsic patterns of pranic flow through the nadis, with the chakras, in their condition, associated with uh, the next uh, steps ahead for seven chakra development and soul evolution. That's not uh, a, that, that's not a working led by intellect. It's a working led by logoic uh, program pattern of, of pranic flow in the channels and the chakras. Likewise, there's getting outside it, above it, from levels of insight or higher self or guidance or inspiration or intuition, which are not, not, not the product of linear logical thought. They are epiphanic, you know, epiphanic, ooh, ooh, epiphanic, like epiphany. Uh, epiphanic, uh, a discrete um, personal revelation. Uh, of some import uh, that again is not the result of logical linear thinking or thinking it through it's um, it you it flashes on or on. it's spirit complex basically so working on the mind uh, by way of the body and the spirit complexes complices working on mind uh, not only in mind by thinking uh, but also working by body and spirit complexes, complexes by quiet sitting and um, seeking inspiration, guidance, intuitive knowing. These are uh, working on the level of mind from outside the level of mind, working on mind complex uh, led by uh, the will to develop spirit, complex and body complex where body is not physical flesh but energy fields associated with the flesh if, so, uh, chakras, nadis, pranic flow so one can work on the mind in the mind and out of the mind or from higher and lower so called complices, complexes uh, that's akin to Einstein's guidance saying you can't resolve a problem at the same level at which it was created. You can't fully uh, transform mind by a focus exclusively with intellect and thinking. You can't fully 
see it through uh, without any without, without seeing through. You can either see it through or see if you can't see through it, you got to see it through from Ray Vespi. But uh, we commonly will need to think things through, obviously. Meanwhile, greater resolutions and transformations um, occur in their own time, in their own way, <clears throat> and are very significantly supported um, by prolonged samadhi <laughs> in meditation, uh, samadhi concentration, attentiveness, non-grasping awareness, and um, prayer, and seeking guidance, and uh, seeking uh, to make oneself worthy of grace, <laughs> Uh, make yourself miracle prone, as they say. Something like that. But I guess I would just try to wrap this up. Um, comment on my 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 minor shock um, at the <clears throat> the unbridgeability, the non-bridgeability of where I'm at and where most people are at in terms of consciousness uh, as I walk through the crowds of folks in the airports, like that. Now, that's normal. <clears throat> I'm, I mean, when I was young, <clears throat> one time, I think in high school, looking out, uh, my parents had an apartment on Fifth Avenue, ho ho, over Central Park. And <clears throat> I looked out over Central Park to Central Park West, and I think the sun was coming up in the east, you know, I was on the east side, and seeing the light in the windows, and very pretty, but thinking, which is a strange thought, there are all these people in this city, and, and I don't know any of them, and they don't know me. There are all these people in the city, and none of them know me, and I don't know them, and we have no connection. That's weird. Now, many people would say it's weird to have such a thought. Where does such a thought come from? I don't know. Well, it could be something that that's not normal for me, or that's not normal for wonders, actually. To have such, such a magnitude, the, the magnitude of anonymity, the magnitude, the, the, mass, the massive quality of, of anonymity, massive in an anonymity, uh, far-reaching, unbridgeable uh, anonymity, meaning... Uh, disconnectedness between the people in this world from each other. The lack of uh, connection, emotional, spiritual, common, common, common ground. <clears throat> that was weird to me. And it's still weird to me to walk around in a world where you can nearly talk to no one or you can talk to everyone but very shallow and even people who are friends and family don't want to go too deep, generally, with anything, actually. Or they just end up on repeat, repeating their positions and uh, defending them. So discussion of ideas is taken as a threat to my um, uh, what? My integrity, my standing, my, <clears throat> my self-esteem. <clears throat> and we commonly fall into that, say, you're wrong. Well, it may not be, it's not you're wrong, it's that idea is distorted and mistaken. But, but we commonly fall and say, you're wrong. 
but it's really that idea I think is limited and mistaken. But we identify with our ideas, so we say you're wrong. They say you're wrong, and uh, that I think it's a, a a further revelation or refinement of my understanding of anonymity. Uh, has is part of the gain or my perspective uh, as I travel along the world, the worldly ways, uh, in my movements from uh, in in Asia from Taiwan to Thailand. And <clears throat> uh, we simply have to bear with it. And patient endurance is the key, as always, as Gautama said. Um, that's not new. Again, I guess I'm just sharing um, my marveling at... Um, how disconnected I feel from the majority of people in this world. And it doesn't mean I can't talk with them. I can talk with most everyone. But it ain't going far. And if I initiate, they don't really care, generally. And if they initiate, they generally want something. Maybe they just want companionship for the moment. But rarely do people want to think deeply. It seems people commonly just repeat 3D repeaters uh, or people re souls repeating third density uh, repeat much <laughs> in third density. Much of their life in third density is a rep is repetitious, like that. Repetitious of the same beliefs and the same behavioral patterns, the same patterns of character, the same characterological conditions, the continuance of um, identity, of their sense of self, of esteem. And, that's, and that leads to an irresponsibility, actually, because there's a sense of, you know, I'm okay, you're not okay. I, I think that, that that is a very common belief. I'm okay, you're not okay. Or, I'm okay, and when there is difficulty, it's your doing. You're not okay. When there are troubles, <laughs> I see you're not okay because I'm okay. It's uh, that uh, every saint at the funeral, everyone's a saint at their, at their funeral eulogy. <laughs> every funeral eulogy eulogizes a near saint. And that's how they like to think of themselves, as goodly. Even when they are, they are. It doesn't really matter. And that's a brilliant manipulation uh, from 4D negative. Brilliant is to, um, to generate pride um, amidst disempowerment. To deceive and to um, condition. Oh, yeah, yeah. Somebody else hit the door. Just a second. Uh, brainwashing how? Brainwashing towards material values, right? Lifestyles of the rich and famous as um, a goal to aspire, a goal to which we ought to or we, we would all wish to aspire. So conditioning to materialist values and material worldview, which is godlessness in a sense, or 
the the complete elimination of the spiritual or the metaphysical or multidimensional uh, with very severe social limitation or restrictions of freedom actually while um, puffing up pride the proudly enslaved the proudly uh, tangled mind distorted um, <laughs> limited um, 3D repeater ordinary person they don't know they don't know and so that's the phrase the ignorance of ignorance there really are very, very, very few people who are willing to consider how little they know <laughs> and how much they don't know. And they have work to do on themselves. <laughs> there's, there's, it's just not, that's not the worldly perspective which uh, people have adopted based on conditioning. In, in certain indigenous cultures, they don't have that view. They have a holistic, you know, more um, harmony with nature, harmony and na nature harmony value. <clears throat> and they talk to the animals or they listen to the wind. Uh, that's not Western. That's not, uh, you know, individualist culture, obviously. So, anyway, uh, I think I probably should wrap it up here. Uh, it's it's m more revelation. <laughs> Uh, for me personally, um, but hopefully some of what I said today has some bearing or relevance for you. And um, hold on to your seats, hold on to your hats. Um, things are the the war situation in in Eastern Europe is escalating, and will escalate. And um, uh, there are some very challenging times ahead, um, full speed ahead. So. Meanwhile, <laughs> uh, love light is forever. We are forever. We will leave here and go to a better place, without a doubt. And, um, you know, it's um, all for the greater glory of the Logos, uh, which we will find, which we'll more fully understand when we're out of here. So, I hope you're well. Uh, I'm not sure when the next talk will be. Anyway, I hope that was beneficial to you. Take good care and good night.